This is the Urban Phoenix Podcast with your host, Arian Horvitz. But first, a word from our sponsor. It's a beautiful morning here in Brighton Town Park doing some guerrilla podcasting on my way to work. Who needs a studio, right? Really, it's the content that matters. Sure, we like podcasts that sound nice and pretty and clean, but, you know... If, if it's between that and being able to just do this wherever I want to do and share, you know, wonderful information and interviews like I did uh, with Jesse Pierce last night, uh, you know, it's uh, this is the way to go. This is awesome. Anchor is fantastic. I love this. But I'm standing by uh, the lagoon here uh, in Brighton Town Park. The sun is reflecting off the water and and, uh, you know, most of the leaves are off the trees, but it's still beautiful. I got some willows here kind of diving down towards the water and cattails. Uh, bouncing in the wind it's, it's, it's just gorgeous Golden sun in the morning just Perfectly illuminating everything uh, I want to talk about This kind of continuing notion that I see, you know, constant conversation You know, between uh, Urbanists and skeptics About the idea of You know, I, I think When people are opposed to an idea When we're opposed to an idea We we kind of say, what you, you know, for example, living in the city, <laughs> city life, what, you expect me to drop everything that I have, my house, sell everything, uh, sell my car, and I'll uh, move into the city? No, <laughs> nobody expects anybody to do that. I'd like if everybody did that, that'd be great. We, we could, we'd be a much more efficient society, but that's not realistic, right? It's not. Change happens generationally for the most part. Seven people, seven thousand people die a day in this country, and seven thousand people are born. That's about right. <laughs> okay, that's a that's generational change. So change happens over time. Change happens more when people die and are born, or die and become voting age, than than anything. Okay, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in five years or ten years. We can make micro changes and micro adaptations, but for the most part, we're not going to change the way people think in a decade. And yet, it's funny we expect the way you know people to change the way they think in a matter of a year or five years or ten years, and and if it doesn't happen like like we think it should in this instant gratification society, we 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 say it failed. Well, give it 20 years. Give it 30. See where people's attitudes change. I know it's, it's, that's hard for some people because you can't wait that long, right? <laughs> We're used to getting everything on Amazon two days, right? That's just the way the society is. But we really, really the conversation that we want to have with people is talking about how to make small incremental changes. I was talking with Jesse Pierce last night, amazing cycling advocate here in the city of Rochester. Uh, you know, and and we're we're talking. You know, he's he's talking about the same thing I am. It's, it's not about telling people to sell their car. You know, in this time where the car is is you know, uh, you know, people feel demonized for having a car. There's there's people I know who genuinely feel threatened by by people who are talking about cars as. Uh, you know, is a is a is a is a you know climate change uh, threat and 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 you know is is being bad for our urban areas and is you know there are people that love their cars. There's plenty of this country that love their cars. They don't like being told 
get rid of your car and get a bike, okay? And this might seem obvious to a lot of people, right? But, you know, the, the key is to continue to encourage people, especially those who show interest, that you can take incremental steps to take that next step to, to living a, a more sustainable life, a more kind of urban light life even. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's about replacing that one car trip a week with a trip, with a mile trip down to the uh, Walgreens in your area to pick up a prescription. Okay, that's a win. If I can replace everybody's car trip or one one car trip a, a, a week for a mile and a half car trip every week with a bike trip, that's a huge win. Because once a person feels empowered to do that, you know what? Most people are going to dig it and do it again and again and again. It's just about planting the seed, right? As, as far as city living, let's not even go city living. Let's go, let's go city appreciating. How do we get people to appreciate our cities as more than just, you know, their, their interpretation of a crime-ridden hellhole? Okay, that's what so many people think cities are. It's just concrete and people and, 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 and noise and dirty and smelly. And how do we turn those people on to saying, you know what? There are some places in our cities like that. There are some places that aren't so great. And we're working on that. But let me show you some places that I think you would like. I did a piece just the other day, a really short piece on, you know, the fact that I was a suburban kid. And I didn't think Rochester could be anything cool. I didn't, I, I, I really had that stereotypical negative impression of Rochester. And you know what? Uh, a friend got me to go to Java's Cafe on Gibbs Street. And I fell in love with that place. And that was, that opened the door to Rochester for me. Sometimes it takes one experience. You don't have to convince somebody to live in the city. All you have to do is convince them to come to a place that you think they might think is cool. You know, and cater it to them. You know, think of think of something, you know, if <laughs> think of something that they might like. You know, if you've got a big time coffee drinker, a big time beer drinker or something like that, take them to, you know, a fun coffee shop or a sweet brewery. And maybe show them one other place while they're there. And on the way there, maybe point out some buildings that are being constructed or, or some, uh, you know, so apartments or, or a new business or something like that. Talk about a new employer downtown. One trip, one trip on a bike, one trip into a city can plant the seed. That, that's all we're talking about. There is no way in heck we are going to get rid of our suburbs. There's no way in heck we're going to, uh, you know, get everybody to sell their cars and, and sell their homes and move into the city. It's, it's, it's just, it's completely unrealistic. But start planting the seeds of growth in people's minds to change those minds. And you know what? If they have an appreciation, if, if somebody now that's, you know, 40 years old comes into the city and says, you know what, there's some really cool stuff here. And they start kind of on a regular basis coming into the city. You know what? They're going to change the way they have the conversation about 
about your city with their children. And before, while they may have had a conversation about city life with their child at a negative level, now it becomes positive. And then that child grows up not kind of retaining uh, and continuing the same stereotype of negativity about our cities. And maybe that child can make a better choice about city life, uh, about transportation going forward. That's what it's all about. Think big picture when you're changing minds. Think big picture when you're talking about urban influence. Think big picture when you're talking about, uh, you know, changing this trend of suburbanization of America. It just takes planting the seed. Sit down with somebody, be somebody's guide, show how excited you are to show them a place in your city that you think they're going to like. If somebody shows an interest in biking to work, in cycling to work, sit down with them and show them multiple paths that they can take to work and show them in those areas where they might be a little scared to be on the road, say, you know what? For this little stretch here, as long as you drive or bike real slow, take the sidewalk here if it makes you feel more comfortable. Just get them on a bike. Teach them to be aware, but, but empower them. Give them the tools, the one-on-one kind of little meeting with, you know, showing them their routes that they need to take to get, to get there safely. Show them that the main routes that they might take in a car are not necessarily the best routes on a bike. Empower them. I've seen it happen a million times. I've shown people how to ride to work. I've shown people routes that I like to take. And all of a sudden they go, wow, this is really cool. I've gotten dozens and dozens of people here in Rochester to bike to work. Not every day, certainly not. But I've gotten them to do it and they've done it multiple times. That's a win. I don't think any of those people have sold their cars. But you know what? They use them a little less than they used to. That's what we have to work towards. Small steps, little moves, right? That's all I'm talking about. Hey, uh, I got to get to work, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful day.